Hi there, and welcome to Be a Global Citizen, the podcast that explores the concept of global citizenship through the lens of value-creating education. My name is Scott Bauer, and I'm a SOCA researcher and educator. I hope you find the discussions, stories, and insights on this podcast to be valuable and inspiring as we strive to become global citizens who are committed to living a contributive life. On today's episode, we are joined by Jamin Park, who is from South Korea. He is a commercial assistant at the Embassy of Sri Lanka in Seoul, South Korea. And he's also a former classmate of mine. So I'm very excited to talk with Jamin today. He's a really wonderful human being, incredible um, global citizen, really has huge plans for the future. And I'm excited to share um, this conversation with you all as I find it to be very valuable and important in the times that we're living in. So let's get right into the episode. Uh, hi, I'm Jamin Park from Seoul, South Korea. And I live in Seoul currently. And then I've been working for the Embassy of Sri Lanka as a commercial assistant for about like one and a half a year. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jamin. Thank you. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. Um, fellow alum from Sophie University of America, it's always such yeah, a joy so to reconnect. And to, so to connect, yeah, yeah, me too. To connect, you know, with this great distance between us. I recall mm -hmm. the last time meeting up in South Korea, and you know, you taking my sister and I around. So, you know, wonderful memories. And yes. I'm so excited to to learn more about kind of what activities you're engaged with right now, and mm -hmm. of course, your thoughts about global citizenship. So okay. um, you, you mentioned in your brief intro that you work mm -hmm. at the Sri Lankan embassy. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'd love to hear a little bit more of like how, like what, what, what events and what, what things led you to the work that you're currently doing? So kind of mm -hmm. a general background about your, your professional you know, career mm -hmm. so far. Mm -hmm. Okay, first of all, uh, thank you so much for having me today. Like it's also my honor and, and pleasure to be part of this session. And to answer your question, um, I grew up with the, like the concept and terminology of the um, global citizenship. Uh, and so that's why like, um, I always um, seek for some like opportunities to realize my dream. And my dream is um, uh, to work for the United Nation in the future in order to help underprivileged people by um, public policy improvement. Yeah, so uh, during the COVID-19 situation, um, actually I was working for the airline company in South Korea, but then I felt that um, it was um, really, it would be a really good opportunity to find a um, job that would lead me to um, the field that I um, had to be in, um, yeah, does it make sense? Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, yeah, that's that's what made me <laughs> um, work for the embassy. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think that even with uh, your work, um, you know, with this airline, uh, there's mm -hmm. something about the travel component and like transporting people from one destination to the other. I, being a part of that overall project still connects, I think, uh, to okay. global citizenship, don't you think? 
Oh yeah, yeah. But then actually, to be honest, like the um, during the time when I was um, in that company, like airline company, mm-hmm. there was so much um, pressure. So like um, it was kind of different that I used to think in the first place. But then yeah, as you as you told me, like um, I always um, try to remember the 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 thing that I have in mind. Like, which is this global citizenship and then like realizing my dream mm. yeah and like were there like so I'm, I'm curious to hear more though about like what specifically you did um with the the airline company mm-hmm. and then were there certain skills that you were able to like use in this new job at the sri mm-hmm. lankan embassy or like what kind of what yeah what what skills were transferable from the work that you did because it sounds mm-hmm. like, you know, it still was important. It was a stepping stone as mm-hmm. it's all jobs, I feel. Um, mm-hmm. But the underlying, you know, desire that the mission remained the same, right? Which is kind of this eventual eventual work with the United Nations serving underprivileged peoples. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just to kind of, you know, highlight the experiences from your time at the airline, like what were the skills yeah. that you did? Yeah. yeah. So like the working at the airline company and then at the embassy um, might like might seem really different but then um, in order I mean because of uh, my uh, because of the nature of my work um, like in both sectors I think yeah that's really connects um, to the um, the one that I really want to do in the future at the United Nations which means like um, the airline companies also required me um, to use so much uh, quantitative knowledge uh, during work because uh, I was work uh, I was uh, <laughs> revenue management specialist. So like I practiced uh, post-one benefit analysis and um, price dis- discrimination, those kind of things, and then. Uh, that experience is actually um, kind of um, helped me to find and then get the job at the um, embassy because um, I, as I told you, like I, I'm a commercial assistant uh, and also it requires me to utilize like many uh, quantitative skills and concepts. Yeah, so both experience at the airline companies and then embassies i'm pretty sure that those um, experiences will lead me to be um, at the united nations mm. yeah, quanti- quantitative skills uh, and concepts like you mentioned uh, sound very much in line with public policy itself yes, um, yes. Exactly. And, and and you're a consultant commercial consultant could you unpack what that that means because uh, it's still not very clear in, in my mind yeah, like how does yeah. that what what role is that within the embassy yeah basically like um in short like i support both countries like um in terms of like economy exchange so um especially like um uh, sri lanka produces a lot of cheese and rubber products and other like 
apparel products, those kind of thing. And then um, I mainly support the exporters uh, in Sri Lanka so that they may like um, export more goods, their goods to South Korea. And then if there is some like investment opportunity in Sri Lanka, I also introduce um, some relevant um, Korean companies or in institutions or organization to decide their decision uh, to make investment in Sri Lanka. I see, I see. Okay. <laughs> um, and so it sounds like, you know, understanding the general like lay of the land when it comes to the, the relationship between two countries with the products that they, they sell and exchange is really important. And it, it does seem like that stepping stone that you were talking about, because eventually you're saying it's really to like underserved populations that you want to establish, like create new public policies that will like, you know, lead to like, you know, improving their, their well-being and like maybe economic outcomes. Um, so I, I'm just curious, like, um, is there something more with like specifically Sri Lanka uh, mm -hmm. that maybe it being a, a developing country uh, that um, there's something that you can kind of work towards assisting the underprivileged or more marginalized communities through mm -hmm. your role? Or is it specifically like boosting as much like exports as possible? Or like, is there another agenda that you can operate on that's more linked to your core values? I think um, both, yeah, both, because um, like uh, perking up the exporter, exporting uh, from Sri Lanka to South Korea will trick down the benefits. Mm. The, the benefits will trick down to the uh, people, I believe. Mm. And then also um, uh, to be more specific, um, I also participate in some in some like um, negotiation between like Sri Lanka, um, like how do I say, like the government agencies such as um, investment board and then um, urban development um, board, those kind of organization. And then um, like some Korean construction companies um, for the project ongoing in Colombo and then urban project of urban development projects. So yeah, uh, during that negotiation and the meeting, I really learned about like some um, public policy matters related to um, development and then also housing plan, those kind of things. And fortunately, my, uh, my main interest in uh, related to public policy is housing plan and then housing policy. So yeah, that, yeah, I was really happy to touch that concept during my uh, work time. And then I actually learned a lot, so yeah. Yeah, great. And, and uh, you know, being at an embassy, I'm sure you're surrounded by um, many others who are like-minded, you know, committed to really fostering uh, better relations between the two countries. Um, and, you know, there's just amazing people, uh, I would say that also would probably associate themselves and feel like global citizens. 
Um, is there anyone in particular that really like supported you when it came to like a more of like a mentor figure and someone that you really like feel like, oh, they're supporting me as I as I'm, you know, advancing towards my goal of working at the United Nations, serving under privileged peoples and uh, using public policy to drive that change? Mm -hmm. uh, like two people uh, came up in my mind and then person is the former ambassador, um, Dr. Saj Mendes. And actually he graduated from the Harvard Kennedy School as well. And then um, he wrote me like really good recommendation letter uh, during the, uh, I didn't check, but then yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, he actually like during, yeah, we, we had many um, conversation actually. And then um, I figure I figure out like um, he's a dream as well. And then he also wanted, he also wants to work at the um, United Nations in the future. So yeah, we had really many um, common sense and like, um, how do I say it? like there's something um, really overlapped views and visions, those kind of things. And like one thing that always he emphasized was um, to like to be an asset, no matter where I am, uh, to be an asset is important. So, and that means like um, if there, if you, if you are not, uh, if you are currently uh, in the position or like in some situation that you uh, you really don't want to be, but then there is there is always um, some chances or opportunities um, that you can learn from that situation and position. So Dr. Sajimendis emphasized me to be an asset no matter um, where I am. Yeah, so that um, that word supported me a lot um, to advance more and then to prepare for the um, graduate school applications. And also uh, the other person is a businessman. And of course, like he's striving first to be really active and support me is um, mainly about his, um, how do I say, mm, making fortune because he's money. a businessman, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, making get that money. Then, yeah, making money. But then I realized like underneath and then more deep inside his uh, mind, um, he really cares about Sri Lanka, the country itself. And then he just loves so much about um, Sri Lanka and everything, the people and the culture, uh, everything. So he really hopes um, in the hope of um, developing of um, Sri Lanka, he works and he wants to make money. Yeah, based on that like enthousi uh, enthusiasm and then passion and then con um, 
compassion, compassion towards Sri Lanka. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Thank yeah, you. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, I asked the question because I think, um, yeah, it, it's so important how it's, it's important to recognize the kind of influence our environment has on us and mm -hmm. also how we exert influence on the environment. It's yeah. this constant back and forth. So that's mm -hmm. why when you shared about, you know, the first person uh, that you considered as a great role model for you, uh, mm -hmm. the for former ambassador to... Yes. Okay. Yes. So yeah, you were sharing how, you know, you would, you you really resonated with him because of this like dream of working for the United Nations mm -hmm. and, um, and the fact that, you know, he also has that same dream. Mm -hmm. and he, he's accomplished so much, but he also is still striving and mm -hmm. that, you know, really to like learn as much from your job, your role as possible. Um, I think mm -hmm. that's, that's inspiring, you know, cause I'm sure he's, you know, a little bit older, a little bit wiser than the two of us probably <laughs> experienced. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, for him to then um, really support you, uh, cause you, you, you mentioned that he went to the um, Harvard Kennedy School, right? Yes. Um, and that he wrote a letter of recommendation and also congratulations <laughs> since you were also Thank accepted you. into the program. Thank so, you. <laughs> um, you know, really concrete steps towards um, actualizing your mission. And that mission, that mission uh, is something that um, you guys are like, um, that connects back to the, you know, overall mission of like global citizenship. So I kind of want to know what that is. Is that okay? Like share a little bit more about like, what about like global citizenship itself um, and how that connects to your mission? Okay, so to elaborate your question is like, um, what uh, what a global citizen, what does global citizen means to me, right? Yes, please. That'd be great, um, thank you. Yeah, I, I would say it like, it is my identity, actually. Uh, as I as I mentioned uh, in, during the first session, uh, the first time during this session, that uh, my dream is to work for the United Nations to have the underprivileged by formulating a better uh, better public policy, and that is why I chose to um, go to SUA whose mission is to foster a steady stream of global citizens, uh, uh, global citizens committed to living a contributive life. Mm. And I still make an effort to realize my dream. So yeah, global uh, citizenships uh, can be described as my um, life itself. That's deep, yeah. that's deep. <laughs> can you so unpack that more though? Um, yeah. Because it just, uh, yeah, so I, I also deeply resonate with the mission statement of, of SUA, and mm -hmm. and there's something about the identity of a global citizen that mm -hmm. yeah, it, it very much is kind of my life or like, but it, it, can you can you provide a little bit more nuance to what you mean by that, or maybe maybe share like an experience uh, mm -hmm. while you were at SUA or after mm -hmm. SUA that kind mm -hmm. of um, you know illustrates just what that means to like kind of deepen your sense of okay. being or you know purpose in this world mm -hmm. okay then that case like i should unpack my childhood experiences a little bit 
more to answer that question. Um, actually, like I grew up with the um, the founders' guidance and like Dr. Ikeda Taisaku. Yeah, he um, wrote a lot of books and then um, he had conversations with so many um, scholars and um, really great people. And I realized like how um, the United Nations would be so important during um, like this century, 21st century. And then in the same time, like I um, had, yeah, I had, how do I say, like I, I went through really um, many difficult times uh, during my childhood. And then, yeah, um, but then thanks to uh, Dr. Ikeda's guidance, um, I did not, um, I was not swayed by any obstacle. And then, but then um, rather I um, look, I started looking at some part of other, um, part, part, some other areas, I would say, like of the earth. So I expanded my perspective and then started looking at some like really, um, um, how do I say, underprivileged um, people. Because like I, I knew that they would be um, more, um, they they would have more difficult time that I do, than I do. So like, it was not just a um, just simple comparison between me and those people, but then I realized that um, yeah, the experiences like hardships and the obstacles that I was going through. Uh, was kind of um, precept or learning process so that I would um, resonate and then uh, sympathize other people, like other people's difficulties. And then I realized, oh, I should um, help them. And then I'm the, I'm, I'm, I was not the only one who uh, was going through like um, kind of difficulties in life. So, yeah. So I realized like the global citizenship, I think during my childhood and then, yeah, that was my um, beginning point, I would say. Like there is no like specific, like the date, oh, I should do it or how I should be a global citizen. But then, yeah, going through and then growing up like um, with that kind of environment, yeah, made me, <laughs> A global citizen, I think, from that yeah. point. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. And I, th there's nothing like the lived experiences that that kind of inform our our future and um, to be exposed and to like confront so many hardships. I think that really forges one's character, and that that really aligns with uh, global citizenship, in my understanding as well. To um, to not be swayed by the environment or to to win over ourselves when times get tough and mm -hmm. to to use those experiences uh as a kind of a springboard uh towards something like you know uh, another plane of understanding and empathizing right because we all go through sufferings 
in one shape or one form and and yeah and there's no one who's living a, a a life free of suffering but there are great disparities between those who are suffering a lot more and what are the like the the question is inevitably why does it have to be that case you know what's really going on um and how can i how how can i use my knowledge and my position uh my influence whatever it is to change that and i think it's something very noble um and you know i think it requires you to be empowered yourself so you know that's that's uh kind of what i took from what you just shared yeah yeah exactly Wow, awesome. And um, and so I you share a lot about um, the, the great influence that the founder of Soka University of America, Daisaku Ikeda, had on you growing up, like his encouragements, the kind of outlook that he has about, about the world, his belief and tremendous hope in the United Nations. Um, can, can you share a little bit more, like, um, and maybe this is something that connects with, um, you know, Daisaku Ikeda as well, but I'd love to hear how you articulate what 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 do what do we really mean when it's like he has a hope, like hope for the United Nations to do what exactly? And yeah, what, what is your kind of um, understanding of like the United Nations in that sense? Okay, um, I always think about his um, some specific comment on like how. Uh, human beings have what kind of like um, perspective human being have to have so like um, during the conversation between Dr. Daisaku Ikeden and then Dr. Serbrov like a former astronaut from the Soviet Union so Dr. Serbrov um, went to space and then universe and then I look back, uh, look back on Earth, and then he he just basically described that um, there was no um, color of skins, there was no culture, uh, not not culture, but then like the difference between the, um, the ideal ideology, and then um, there was no borders between countries. Like when I look back the earth from the space, that kind of like that. And then Dr. Daisaku Ikeda, um, I commented on that, like, yeah, um, all like human beings um, have to have that kind of perspective, like um, considering the earth as a small one community and then um, all people just share that um, place and then live together and should um, cooperate and support each other and then understand each other, that kind of thing. Yeah, so I always think of that um, Dr. Daisaku's, um, Dr. Daisaku Ikeda's um, comments on that. So, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, that's my, that's my answer, I think. Yeah, no, I think, um... That's, that connects to the United Nations since it's really speaking to like all of us on the same planet. Yeah. How are we, how are we mm -hmm. going to work things out when it comes to these, you know, just how interconnected and globalized right. the, the, the society is. 
and yeah, actually, really, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually there is a, oh yeah thank you <laughs> actually, there is a, like the war between like ukraine and then russia yeah i i really feel that like it's tragedy of the human history um yeah we we like human beings like went through all despite all the <laughs> experiences that we uh, went through but then yeah we made another like mistake i think and then the main reason of that is the difference between like ideologies like after cold war period like yeah there's another war so i will i'm really sad uh, to uh, witness this kind of yeah tragedy thing so yeah you the united nations should um be existed to um how do i say moderate and then monitor or um how do i say like um thwart and uh, prevent those kind of um bad things i think so yeah the united nation is really important organization in this century i believe yes i agree with you <laughs> and it is really sad to see the state of uh, affairs just what's going on uh, with with ukraine and, and russia and, and how that just has sent massive repercussions to all countries you know all peoples and what that means moving forward like in the future like what this is setting new precedents and we um yeah you know what 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 are lessons learned from past world wars right um so that we don't get to the same kind of like catastrophic uh, events where you know massive human life is being lost um so the united nations definitely it represents uh you know from what you're sharing uh the kind of more practical like mitigation uh, uh monitoring and confronting of various kind of like political agendas and ideologies but it's also more i i think uh the symbolic you know this the fact that it exists right the fact that people are, are acting towards it with this belief that we are all inhabiting the same Planet, and that we all have to be, uh, you know, aware of our interconnectedness and really yes. strive towards harmony. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Really. And it's great that you're wanting to to to, to be to be a part of that. I I think in many ways you already are through the work that you're doing. When you were at the airline company and then now at the embassy. I think, um, you know, it, it, it might even be more of like a spirit of like, just, you know, believing in the United Nations, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you know, you're, you're in this really interesting moment, right? Where you're getting this experience, uh, more quantitative experience uh, uh, as a, a commercial consultant at the Sri Lankan embassy. And um, the plan is to work there for a little while longer, right? But then um, the goal is to eventually, right, um, pursue uh, further studies in public policy 
And again, congratulations, because you're going to be going to Harvard, man, which is amazing. And I, I kind of wanted to hear more about like, you know, what specifically, like, are you intent on like, kind of getting from that experience? And how is that really going to like, uh, help you like in the like your mission to work for the United Nations? Okay, uh, first of all, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I stayed in that bit that I got admitted to that amazing school, but then, um, yeah, the reason I, I can be part of that community is based on my um, experiences and then especially learning experiences um, from Soka University of America. Yeah, I, yeah, I, um, I experienced many things, but then one really treasured moment on campus was to um, establish uh, one student club um, helping the North Korean refugees. Um, so we collaborated with the NGO in the United you know, United Nation uh, United States. <laughs> I'm sorry, called um, the Link Liberty in North Korea. So it was called the Link. And then yeah, so because like oh yeah, I, I should I should talk about talk about the the experiences I had uh, during the military service. So I was uh, I was uh, uh, I was from the Ranger Battalion. Um, so one of my missions was to surveil the enemy's action, which is in North Korea. And then um, I had a chance to go to near the demilitarized zone. And then um, by by binoculars, you could see real people there, like the moving North Korean people uh, with your naked eyes and that. But then, yeah, that's what I, um, what I experienced. Like, um, I actually saw some like um, North Korean citizens uh, by, by binoculars, but then um, after that experience, like I thought about like the relationship between two Koreas and then the history of the Korean Peninsula, the, that kind of thing. But then um, I realized that, like, of course, like I oppose um, tyrannical regime up there, like North Korea, and then um, yeah, Kim's regimes and tyrannical um, government. But then, like, I realized that the North Korean citizens, like, who were um, suffering from many difficulties because of like wrong like government and wrong leaders are part of my um, determination, which is like to help human beings and then underprivileged people on earth. So yeah, I should help them somehow. Like I cannot physically visit that country, but then um, I I thought oh I I should I should um I I would have to um, somehow help those um, people. So after having admitted to Soka University of America and then 
you know, like the environment on campus, like we can just um, like really naturally talk about any matters because like we live on campus together. So uh, one time like son, son from class of 2013, yeah, son. And then other um, fellow students, we talked about the human rights and then I brought up that um, experience during my mentor mentor service, and then um, Sun suggested to organize and then um, create a new student uh, club. So yeah, we started that point, and then we hoped um, to make a really meaningful change um, to the North Korean refugees, and then. Um, yeah, based on that um, experiences, I really hope to make more um, meaningful changes, but then a lot more, um, how do I say, um, bigger impact by making better public policy. So I decided to pursue graduate school, uh, graduate studies. Yeah, and then uh, Harvard Kennedy School's uh, mission was was uh, mission is also to um, make people happier and then make this society um, better uh, by improving public policy. So, yeah, I yeah I that's why I decide to pursue um, a master's degree there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. Uh, that the experience from your time in the military is fascinating. And it just shows how you really um, have so many, you know, experiences that like laid this foundation to, uh, to, and then like strengthened your resolve to really fight uh, on behalf of the people. And, you know, again, like valuing human rights and it's, um, I, I always feel like as like a global citizen, there's something about just thinking about the other and like really just wondering like, what, what is it, like how, how am I connected to that person over there, right? Through the binoculars, as you were looking across yeah. the, you know, the DMZ, the demilitarized zone, and, you know, just being like, what are the lives of these people like, right? I mean, they're probably, you know, at the end of their shift going back you know, and they have friends or they have families and, you know, like what's, what's their work view of the world like and, and to see how that, you know, it just all of those things connect to some something much larger that, um, you know, we can't necessarily see something like public policy, I feel like it's, um, you know, you don't necessarily see it in a very physical way. Uh, I mean, how can I explain that? Um, it's something that it's so, you know, complex and how it manifests through, um, you know, politics, you know, legal frameworks, diplomacy. I'm sure there's a whole long list that we, we can go into further, but um, to see like, like someone who really is on the side of the people and really fighting for them and to make those changes to then be put into society then there's like this, you know, hope that uh, some of these divisions will kind of fade away or walls broken down 
and to you know have this sense of like unifying not necessarily based upon just national identity right because i know there's such tension between your south korean north korean right um but like as like a human being right it's just that shared experience that like you know again we all live on the same planet right we all draw from the same resources that's right mm -hmm. wow thank you so I, I wanted to ask you another um question um and yeah this one relates to maybe something that you've like recently watched or a book that you've read but i wanted to ask you um about like okay what would you recommend to someone who wants to be in a you know who wants to really um be inspired uh as a global citizen yes yeah um i really recommend this book like living as learning john dewey in the 21st century mm -hmm. um it is a it is a book um that can um have the conversation um, between dr jim garrison dr larry hickman and then and Dr. Daisa Kuikeda. Mm -hmm. And then actually it is not um, only about a global citizenship, but then it covers um, many things. And then one of them, um, one of them is about global citizenship. And then, yeah, it's pretty, pretty a fascinating book. Yeah, you should read. And then if you read it and yeah, there's something you can learn from this book. So I really recommend this. I love it. I mean, just the title itself, Living as Learning, I think mm -hmm. is something, it's very powerful. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> something that maybe we don't, it's, it's yeah, it, we, we think it's easier said than done, um, mm -hmm. but there's something very fluid in the way that like, oh, every opportunity or every conversation I can really mm -hmm. be be mm -hmm. learning from this, you know, really growing, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that kind of mentality, I think, also mm -hmm. aligns with what you've been sharing about global citizenship. Mm -hmm. For example, you were sharing a little bit about how your childhood had so many hardships. Each mm -hmm. hardship, there was so much learning, I'm sure, yeah. and uh, you right. you can constantly go back to and really, you know, create new strength and like fresh mm -hmm. resolve by looking back and saying, wow, you know, I was not defeated and I advanced forward. And, you know, I think that ultimately drives you forward into the, the new future. And definitely um, with all the crazy things happening in the world right now, there's a lot of despair and kind of hopelessness. So uh -huh. what we need in that new future are, you know, again, this this commitment to human rights, this belief that we are growing as global citizens, and I think um, you know to have people in positions of uh, influence, like in po public policy, like yourself, I think that represents the best you know hope. Uh, and you know, again, moving forward, uh, and and the not so near, I mean, not 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 so distant future. I really believe that you know your dream of being in the United Nations will definitely come true. And um, yeah, and I, I just wanted to give you the last uh, the last comments, uh, last few words before we, we wrap up things on the, the episode. So is there anything else uh, that you'd like to share about your experiences with global citizenship? Um, any concluding thoughts that you'd like to, to you know, have? Um, 
yeah, I just want to say thank you, Scott, once again uh, for having me today and then make me um, be part of this session because um, because of this, um, I was again like look back what I um, what I did and then what I have to do in the future and then what I should do right now. Yeah, so at, at this moment, like I I constantly make like huge effort to um, realize my dream. So it was really um, great time to um, yeah to check once again all all the detailed things and the global leadership. Yeah, <laughs> I really want um, like people on Earth. Um, to have this um, concept, like global citizenship, and then make this world a better place to live, like no war, no tragedy. Thank you so much, Jamin, for having this conversation with me today. It's always so inspiring to hear um, from you know fellow classmates from Soke University of America who are really putting into practice the mission uh, of, our, of our university, right? To foster a steady stream of global citizens committed to living a contributive life. And you know, this this notion of a contributive life, I think it was so well articulated by yourself and really um, seeking to um, you know serve underprivileged. Um, underrepresented peoples and to really um, you know use public policy your area of expertise to make that change in the world and with so many different experiences that you've had through your work through military service through travels and studies abroad I think that you are very much equipped to to make these changes and to continue uh, advancing in your studies so um, it's, it's really, I think, uh, a hallmark of global citizens to continuously learn um, and to be out of your comfort zone. And I think that there's just so much wonderful things ahead in the future for you. And I'm excited to hear um, kind of updates very, uh, very soon because, um, yeah, there's so much going on. And um, I'm, I'm sure that your perception of... Um, what is your mission will continue to kind of be um, fine-tuned and of course with more actions you'll have even more concrete um, you know kind of stories to share and that'll be another episode in the future but yeah thank you so much Jamin I appreciate you taking the time and thank you to all the listeners out there for taking time to tune in and uh, we'll definitely have more GC talks in the near future thank you so much